have I got a story for you. It's about a guy with a British accent. If that's racist or bad, I apologize for both. <laughs> Who found value in work and life because he learned the secret to sales and was bold enough to call bullshit on it. But first, you know what's not bullshit? A good night's sleep. And you basically have one thing to thank for it. Today's sponsor, Pillows. Remember the last time you laid down in bed after a long, exhausting day and went to sleep without one? <laughs> no, of course you don't. Because humans figured out really early in our evolution that pillows are essential to what makes sleep worth doing for eight hours. Do you know that over the course of your life, you'll spend more time with your pillow than your family and friends? That's one hell of an intimate relationship. So take care of it. Fluff that fucker up, man. Wash the case. Throw a little fabric softener in there for the scent, along with a dryer sheet or two to reduce the static cling. Because you know as soon as you enter your bedroom, the first thing your eyes are going towards is that pillow. And believe me, that pillow has been laying there, waiting, wanting you, all day long. Go embrace it. We are also brought to you by the Getting to Know You pod. Please follow, friend, download on whatever social media site or podcast platform tickles your fancy. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. That's getting to know you, pod. Getting, the number two. No, the letter U, pod. And now, getting to know you. Hello. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like me. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you, putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely and doggone it. my cup of tea. On today's show, we are getting to know Safe. And Safe, Hi. I want to thank you for uh, replying to my DM. Um, you're very welcome. It was not one of those late night, hey, I'm trying to see if you're up DMs. It was uh, <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to get somebody on a podcast that I'm starting. So thanks for not thinking it was like a phishing scheme. Um, yeah, man, no worries. I, I nearly missed it because it went in the request section. So I'm not really used to that, but yeah. Well, sort of I'm going to – I literally got on Instagram maybe two weeks ago, and I have okay. no idea what a request section is. You, see, you got, you, you got two inboxes right so you got the you got the messages you're notified of and they come up in your primary inbox and then you've got a different inbox which is for people who have messaged you that you don't know oh okay and you have to physically go out of your way to find the message and then you can move it to your primary inbox so that's what oh, i had to do shit. dude yeah, i'm amazed yeah. then i got the responses that i got so you <laughs> <laughs> like i had no idea yeah yeah interesting so it, it's not easy if you're trying to message someone yeah and uh yeah it, it says a ch the good chance they won't see your message for a bit anyway so gotcha yeah i might have to rethink my marketing technique then yeah there you go right. 
All right, so safe. Um, I'm gonna assume if we get any listeners on this thing that they will be able to tell that you are have a accent of some sort, and you are uh, in yeah. <laughs> you are in where? Uh, London. London, nice. South South London to be specific. Okay, and I guess my ignorance, like, why would South London matter? Is that like Bronx or Manhattan in New York kind of a thing? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, there's different um, accents. They're 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 um, they're subtle though, so it's probably you wouldn't notice them unless you're here for a while. Oh, I would okay. say. So, so a northern Londoner sounds different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know how? North. Like, can you do a North London accent? <laughs> <laughs> you knew I was going to ask, right? I wouldn't. You were no, like, I, sure. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to go there. But it's um, it's it's a subtle difference. Um, South London accents are generally more relaxed. Um, Bit, bit further towards the Cockney spectrum. You might have heard of, you know, the Cockney accent. Oh, definitely the, not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the um, it's probably the cliche accent that Americans think of when they think of London accents. Like there's there's two. There's the posh one, and then there's uh, you're right, mate. That one. You know what I mean? Got you. See that that I took that a little more Australian. Yeah. Well. It's, yeah. <laughs> they can get confused as well but no um yeah so like think oliver twist yeah see when i read that i just read it in american i didn't read it in english or british Wait, oh i, I mean the, <laughs> I, I mean like the film no yeah i'm with you i was just being <laughs> yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no i get you man. but yeah so there's uh, a few different regions um and yeah subtle accent changes between the between them that's interesting, man, because that's a pretty tight geographical location to have a variety yeah. of accents. It is. It is. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some history behind how it happened. Um, I mean, things are becoming a bit more blurred now because of, you know, people just, it's, London's a bit of a hub for um, immigration, not just from outside of the country, but also from within the country. So you get a lot of, there's a lot of a mix of different accents. But these accents I'm referring to are more kind of old school. Almost like yeah. country? They're move, so people are moving from out of cities towards London, a city? Yeah, people are moving from, yeah, yeah. That, okay. That's been happening a lot recently. Um, the population has been growing. Um, so yeah, accent, the accent, the general London accent doesn't really exist because it's so diverse. Gotcha. But um, I'm I'm am t- talking like pre, pre movement accents. So when there was more of like a set community, um, you know they were probably distinctive. You could you could really tell. Gotcha. Yeah. What's uh what's spurring the movement? Uh, I don't know, man. Capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was wondering, right? Like, so um, uh, like, is yeah. it just a bunch of I guess like millennials or younger people who are living out? in these suburban areas and they're just yeah. walking to a city looking for job opportunities and like basically, nightlife stuff like that. Basically. Or? Yeah. You get, I mean, yeah. Companies generally gravitate towards cities and London is, you know, the capital, uh, people outside of the capital want to earn more money. Gotcha. Uh, they think that the grass is greener. They think that their countryside lifestyle would be vastly improved if they were in a busy city which is human nature you know so yeah to always want the other right 
Yeah, because I'm—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm always the opposite. I'm thinking, oh, it'd be so nice to be out in the woods, you know, just fresh air and greenery. Yeah, I'll tell you, it is when you're quarantined, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. I got nobody telling me I can go out one time a day for exercise. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know how you city guys are doing that, man. Fucking apartments stacked on top of each oh. other, sitting on a balcony, like just uh, walking around yeah. the streets. Man. I mean, luckily, I'm in I'm in a house, and I'm in I'm in the Greater London, which is like London suburbia. Oh, okay. But as you rightly say, there are people in tower blocks in the middle of just a metropolis yeah and um yeah so that's just that's not where you want to be right now yeah it's killing new york um so over here new york's basically like the the epicenter now for uh the corona i think they said like 50 60 percent of people are expected to get it in new york really yeah like one out of every thousand people in new york currently has it and that stuff's going up every day with the more they test, you know? Is that, an, is that an estimate or has that been, like, confirmed? Oh, no, that's, like, CDC um, legit numbers. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know how people there are dealing with it. And the, the fear is, you know, New York is a couple hours' drive from a bunch of different places, and people have all sorts of second homes. And, uh, like, I'm down in yeah. Delaware, people coming down yeah. here from New York to a beach house, and now all of a sudden you're blowing up little old delaware with your new york coronavirus like yeah i can imagine that's a concern yeah yeah so they're trying to yeah. get new yorkers to just suck it up and stay um but how's that working out then <laughs> we're gonna find out in a week <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i mean yeah oh, people do weird stuff i mean here what's happened is that you've got there's 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 not many mountainous areas in this country but there are two hot spots one is northern scotland and one is in Wales, and people have got it into their heads that um, you know the mountains are the safest place. Of course. So there's been an influx, and there's like the locals are saying, you know, I haven't had this kind of numbers of people visiting us in living memory, and it's actually done the opposite. So not only are they infecting the locals with their city viruses or whatever, right? But they're also um, they're also in very close contact with each other because there's so many of them in those areas. So yeah, yeah I can imagine. Go on. Well, no, like then all of a sudden you get sick and you're an hour and a half, two hours from a hospital, and the, yeah, that, that like exactly. those country hospitals might have ten beds, where city hospitals have a hundred. And if all the shit's getting sent to the mm. city, you're actually almost yeah. screwing yourself out of medicine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it really doesn't benefit anyone that kind of behavior. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, hopefully, uh, New Yorkers will be more obedient. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you! I'll you know. go where I want. That was, that was my New York accent. There it was. That was it? Yeah. Um, oh dear. Yeah. So, um, and maybe I'll be a bad podcast guy as well because Come nine on. minutes in, we didn't get to the whole thing, which is your story, and it's supposed to be a your story podcast. Um, oh, okay. so <laughs> let me uh let me ask you safe um so when i ask you hey man what's your story yeah what's your story oh what is my story um yeah man so it's like I suppose as with everyone you know it's like a mix of like i suppose you kind of are what you've experienced in a way Oh yeah, hundred percent. Kind of shapes you. 
and um, so I was. I mean, I was. I was born here. I was born in London, um, and uh, nothing remarkable about my upbringing in the sense that you know I was born to a married uh, mom and dad who divorced when I was quite young, and um, everything was chill though. My childhood was pretty good nothing really to complain about can i let uh, me ask you oh. and again I'll, i almost have to make this disclaimer all the time if it's like yeah. too personal feel free to be like fuck off or no or whatever yeah yeah go um, on. so i'm interested divorce in london versus divorce in america right yeah <laughs> so like yeah. split custody in america normally or like mom will have the kid and then it's like every other weekend um it can be yeah. pretentious like hey i want this house you're not getting this um Culturally, over there, divorces yeah. accepted, like no contentious. Yeah, man, it's probably it's probably the same. I I wouldn't imagine there'd be much difference. I mean, I would say most marriages break down here. Okay. So yeah, and um, in terms of rights, it probably favors the woman as it does where you are. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and yeah. So yeah. So I yeah. Same with with. So I've got a sister. Um, and so we lived with uh, my mom and uh, saw our dad on the weekends. And that was uh, oh wow, that was it, really. Yeah, yeah, that actually so. does sound pretty textbook then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, right, like not not textbook. I'm sure when textbook to you when you felt it, but I guess no, just like I mean, I did not. To be honest, it. I was. It happened in a way. It was so. It was so. What's the word? Amicable. You know. Oh, okay. So it happened in a way where it was like didn't really notice it to be honest. Um, yeah, man. So that was chill. That was fine. Um, <laughs> two Christmases. <laughs> what made it fun was two Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Double exactly. Birthdays. No, it, to be honest, it, it, it was it, it was chill, man. It was like nothing. I mean, people go through things, and you hear about it. And I'm just, I, I'm in a fortunate position. I, I'm always grateful for the fact that you know, if I had a if I had a story about something terrible. Um, you know, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather not be in that position. Although it would make it make good retrospective um, storytelling, but you know, I'm 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 grateful that there's nothing crazy dramatic about my child my childhood in that respect. So yeah, well, I mean, being okay is a good story in itself, man. Sometimes just yeah. enjoying life, you know, is a good story in itself. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, man. So um, yeah, and like uh, so. Yeah, South London. So that's where I kind of grew up, between West and South London. Uh, pretty middle class area. Um, yeah, primary school, secondary school, both in Richmond upon Thames. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm proud of myself that I knew London and Scotland were in the same country. <laughs> okay. <That's good. laughs> so, cool. If you go any further, if you zoom in nah, any further on nah, Google it's... Maps, man, I got no idea where I'm at. That's cool, man. No worries. And um, yeah, I mean, well, you had to think of something. So, like a theme or something when you think of your story. Yeah, I, like I me, mean, I so want. Well, no, I was just yeah. gonna say. So when I thought of my story, I thought of um, coming through poverty and like work ethic and how working can help you so much in life. And that yeah. I don't know why that's kind of where I go. Um, so. Yeah, so something, yeah, so I mean, that's just like a very factual kind of 
background and my upbringing. But in terms of how I was as a kid, um, I was always a bit, let's just say, teachers from a very young age used to always complain that I would be looking out the window. <laughs> um, just literally, just completely checked out of what was going on. And um, I remember from a young age, I was always... I always used to ask questions, just just, just question the fundamentals of, of, of stuff and then question that, question that, question that. And it always used to be like, it was almost like a method of discovery for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was asking questions that I've always done that has, I would say, led me on my path more than anything else. Is just constantly asking why, 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 why. And um, and it's gotten well, you fired like three yeah. or four times too. Say again, sorry. <laughs> and it's gotten you fired three or four times too. Like bosses are just like, would you shut the fuck up and do it? <laughs> I'm not explaining. <laughs> yeah, no, to you, no, man. yeah, I, yeah. Authority just doesn't. It doesn't happen with me, unfortunately. I, it never has. It never has. I've pissed off every single one of my employees. Really? For that, for that, yeah, for that reason, I, there's no, there's no. Okay, yeah, I'll just do it and shut up. I've never been able to to do that physically. It's Dude. just yeah, go on. no. There you go, man. Like yeah. I, that's what I want to hear. What's a you pissed off an employer story that you're super proud of? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you know, pissed off an employer story. It's 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 more just like um, questioning their methods. Right. You know, and, um, you know, there isn't one that specifically stands out, but it's more like if they said, you know, do this this way, I'd be like, well, why? I mean, if you do it this way, it's, it's going to work out better. Yeah. And, um, you know, just, you know, it's just li- little things like that, which always, it, it, it always started off so well, um, where, because I, I always gave good interviews and, um, Cause and they're like, people, wow, he's inquisitive. Yeah. Yeah. No, always <laughs> he's really just like, passionate. Yeah, literally, like, you know, just always, always knew exactly what to say in interviews, exactly how to come across to make myself sound as, you know, enthusiastic as possible. But when it push came to shove, it was always, I was more trouble than I was worth. So it was like, yeah. What type of jobs? Um, well, to be honest, when, since leaving university, um, I had briefly a stint in um, oil and gas. But, and then from then on, I was working for myself, to be honest. Um, but before that, it was retail, retail jobs I'm talking about. So okay. Th- these were like through university and, and before. So little, so little jobs just to have money while you're going to school? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, Got pretty much. You. I mean, you know, I, I work for employers like, I mean, I suppose the, the most famous retail shop, I worked for Apple for a bit. Um, that ended badly. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you just stealing eye watches? No, 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 no. I want. Um. Oh, I just. I again. I pissed them off because I. I. I criticized their own system. They had a. Um, Wait. You thought you were better than Apple? Yeah. Well, you know, it's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird when you hear I don't, that. Right? I don't. I don't rate Apple. The thing is. The thing is. I. I. I did. <laughs> Before I worked there, and then I understood the culture a bit more, and I was just like, "This is just hilarious! It's like, what are you doing?" 
like um <clears throat> so just to give a quick example they're, they're very technological as you can imagine when it came to anything employee related including holidays so everyone had a set amount of digital holiday allowance but there were no guidelines as to how you could redeem redeem them and it was never discussed either huh. because i think i i think it, there was like this unwritten rule of you know you just it has to be your life you know you've got to commit yourself 100% to this cult of a company <clears throat> and um any discussion about you know taking holidays you know not being there is just not encouraged Holy so they, they 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 didn't discuss it there was no like you know you could take this amount of holiday at this time it was just here's your allowance and it was like i don't know how many because it i think it it built up so i had um i had quite a bit um in terms of hours so i thought okay well you know i'm going to book a a book a holiday so i did um <clears throat> paid for the plane tickets and i requested a bulk of that holiday off and it wasn't even the entire amount and um again everything was so technological it wasn't talk to your manager if you want some time off it was put in this electronic oh, you request just log on. in yeah you log Jesus, in dude if i could just log in and not tell my boss i was showing up <laughs> i'm fucking taking every friday off oh my god <laughs> literally yeah so how, and this is back in 2010 how many hours or how many days were you going to take off uh it was a good thing is i was working weekends at the time right so i was working saturday sunday saturday sunday and i was gonna take off i think it was three or four in a row probably four in a row you were gonna take a but, fucking month off of work and you didn't want to yeah. tell them <laughs> i had the thing is i had enough um right? i had enough allowance right yeah yeah so the way I saw it, it was, I mean, again, I was a kid, so I was like 20 years old. But yeah, the way I saw it, it was like, you know. That's my whatever. fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's, my, that's, my, that's my allowance. I'm going to take it off. And it wasn't even a good amount. And um, anyway, it was, all, it was all technological. Don't talk to your manager. Just put in the request. <clears throat> put in the request. And um, I wasn't hearing back for a bit. And then um, I got called in, I think it was, I don't know, about a week later, week and a half later. Um, and after I put in the request and they just said to me, you know, what is this? You can't do that. And I was like, well, who says I can't do that? It was never explained. Um, <laughs> which, which I'm sure bosses love hearing on any continent. It's like yeah, when they tell you you can't do something, you're like, what do you mean? Why not? Yeah, it's true. I mean, it was never explained. So I was like, you know, what are you on about? And then um, they basically said, no, you can't do this. Start making up a whole load of excuses, blah, 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 blah this and that, this and that. And um, they were like, oh, you basically pressuring me to quit. Um, although and I, knew, I knew my rights at the time. I knew that, you know, to fire an employee, you need a good reason, especially since I signed a contract. Employment law in this country is quite strict. And, um, you know, there are tribunals and, and there are appeal processes in place for people who have been unfairly dismissed. Oh, no way. Wow. Yeah. So they were just, yeah, they're trying to basically trying to pressure me to 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 leave and i just thought this is not this is not an environment so i just <clears throat> yeah just quit it's like whatever not worth my time to be honest and um yeah i mean just the the irony of it is it's just it doesn't matter the lack of transparency in a company culture like that is just it's incredible because <clears throat> as a as a ritual when an employee leaves they have a process called uh, clapping them out. <clears throat> so they leave the store for the last time. 
and all the rest of the employees line up at the door and they have a round of applause and there's all sorts of high fives and shit. To be oh, honest, so it's, it's not, not like sarcastic and mocking. <laughs> it's actually like they're happy. No, for this you, is like that's your well. This is this is the thing. Like you know, <clears throat> for me, I, I've never worked for an American company before, but this uh, like it's kind of known that Amer- Apple working for Apple is kind of a representation representation of like. I don't know, like San Francisco culture or whatever it is. Right. I don't know exactly where Silicon Valley is, but no, yeah, um, that, that sounds right. Yeah. I don't either, but that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like this fake smiles and high fives when there's no real meaning behind it. God, you know? Yeah, it's a bit like Star- Starbucks is a bit like that as well. It's, I do. I couldn't just... imagine. Well, because how many people are working there in that store? Uh, a good hundred. Yeah. So, like, how many people do yeah. do you actually like know their name? <laughs> oh yeah, right? yeah, well, yeah like everybody's clapping mean, yeah. hey we're so happy for him and then it's like who, who was he again or like motherfucker you didn't even notice that i hadn't been here all week <laughs> like yeah no exactly no exactly but it was there was no kind of, yeah there's no there was no rule there's no rawness to it there's no transparency to it it was all hide behind this wall of of smiles and eye photo and you know yeah you know I mean? So did they clap for anyway. you? You're walking out. Did they clap? Yeah, for man, you? they clapped for me, and um, I was just like, "What are you doing?" Because you know, it's just it's not uh, a, a, a British culture is is different in the way that people are more <clears throat> cynical, subdued, and generally not as enthusiastic as um, as as to do high fives. High fives are just not a thing in this country. Gotcha. So it, it all seemed forced, and it all seemed just fake, <clears throat> and that's kind of. That's that sums up my experience at that company, anyway. Well, that kind of sounds yeah. like Apple, where they're just forcing this. Mm. Like, like the iPhone's a great technological product, and it's amazing. All, all their stuff, how they market all of it, not on like how awesome it is, but on the mm. like popularity, the coolness of it. Yeah, and, and that yeah. probably gets them an extra five hundred dollars per fucking phone, man. And you're like. Yeah, it, it's it's an amazing marketing technique, and it's to me it's the reason it's amazing is because it's so damn effective. Yeah, man, definitely. Their marketing is um, is well. I mean, to be honest, when they were spearheaded by Steve Jobs, and he he did something in an industry which had never been done in that industry. No one had made technology cool. Yeah, right. You know? With with the, with the exception maybe of Sony and their Walkman, but they were so spread. In Wait, terms well, of so the, you might have missed this over there, but when you had the um, calculators that were a watch, if you wore them here, you were cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, did no. that not happen over there? Because that—that's how I, mean, I got was, my first girlfriend. Was that a nineties thing? <laughs> might have been the eighties. Was the eighties? Yeah. Like I wasn't—I wasn't even born then. But I remember. In the, I remember in the mid—I <laughs> remember in the mid nineties. They were—they were cool. Seeing yeah. them in the in the catalogs. Yeah, I always wanted one, but you know, I but, suppose I always envied people like you with. You mean the cool kids? Envious of the cool yeah. kids? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think I had a watch at the time. But yeah. 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 No, but go ahead. So yeah, Steve Jobs, um, just making yeah, shit man. cool. So he took, he, yeah, I mean, you had a, an industry that was so dry. It was, it was gigahertz this and, and megahertz that. And it was just so technical yeah. and everything, you know what I'm saying? And, and he, he, he took such a fundamentally, important technology and he just made it accessible to the average person yeah. and you know no one had done that and it, really like, fucking cared about the aesthetics 
Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. really cared about the yeah, how shit like worked. design was on point. Like yeah. he made it, you know, not only accessible, but also desirable to have such a cool thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, can't fault that. That was just flawless marketing. Um, and I don't, I don't even remember the iPod adverts, the the first ones that came out. Oh really? I don't know if, yeah, I'm saying there were like silhouettes. So they they didn't even feature, so these were like, because I remember I bought my first iPod in, what was it, 2004? And it was from New York, actually. I was on holiday with my dad. Uh, They weren't even out for sale in this country. And I bought it from New York. And I remember in Times Square, they had an advert for it. And it was a silhouette. So it was like a bright background, like a pink or a green background. And it was a silhouette of someone dancing, and you could see these white, oh, like yeah, so it was yeah. really contrasted. These white earphones, and they were holding this white device. I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. So you look at that, and you don't know what you're looking at. I mean, it just had the Apple logo, and it might have said iPod on it. Right. But you you don't know what that is, but you know but, it's cool. But you know it's awesome too, and it reminds yeah. me of like IKEA furniture. Like you put something together from IKEA, and there are no words in it. And yeah. some people get frustrated, but if you think globally, like that fucking thing can go anywhere and everyone yeah, understands. Man. Like you look at that girl, wherever you're from, you're like, yo, she's having a good time. I want one of those. Yeah. Like, yeah. That That's pretty genius. Yeah, man. It was good. Yeah, it is. And it focuses on the emotion of the product rather than, you know, the product itself. Yeah, which I guess would be boring as hell to know about. Like, hey, its battery life is eighteen hours. Yeah, and you're like, oh, exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> and that is exactly what every other manufacturer is doing at the time. Right. They wouldn't have had an advert like that. They would have had a picture of it, and then they would have text and this and that, and it just would have, you know, just fall asleep looking at it. So, where um, where was the holiday you were? Or wait, did you still go on your holiday after uh, you? Yeah, were man, forcefully of course, quit? I reveled in it. Did you? Where did you go? <laughs> Um, it was, it was America actually. Oh, no way. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, I think maybe it might have been around where you are. Um, New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, I think. Yeah. Two two states just north of us down here in Delaware. Yeah. 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 It was cool, man. It was just chill. And, um, the, yeah. Was it like, did you go um, like to the beach mountains? go to like philly yeah uh what was it what not mountains went to an area called the poconos okay yeah i don't know if you i, I mean it sounds native american to me so I'm <laughs> no well actually it's uh yeah well that that should have been mountains because normally it's skiing in the winter and then they got like a little water park okay up there okay um yeah yeah it's pretty actually uh famous or i guess I don't know if famous is the right word, but like, yeah, well-known where people, it's a touristy spot where you can go up there, go hiking, go in mountains, go skiing, go uh, like, find I guess, cabins. I suppose we were just lazy, to be honest. <laughs> just just I remember drank was, the whole time? Was... That's why you don't remember much? Say again? You just drank the whole time? That's why you don't yeah, remember much? Yeah, pretty much, man, pretty much. No, it was, it was raining a lot, I remember, actually. It was, uh, it was like monsooning it down. Uh, but that didn't, yeah, that was, that was, it was still nice. It was nice. It was just, I, the one, the one, the, the the main takeaway from that trip when I compare it to life here, because like it was mainly residential areas I went to, not like the touristy hotspots, but it was just the expanse and the space 
like one luxury that you will never appreciate living in I, 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 I'm only assuming that you still get this in Delaware but can you drive your car to a car park and open your door and that's it just drive your car and open a door <laughs> yeah yeah literally literally o- open your door fully yeah yeah there i can count on my hand how many times i've been able to have that luxury in this city car parks are not designed so that you can drive and open a door fully you'll always hit the car next to you because things are so tight oh jesus yeah always and there's always like a dance of how to get out of it without having without hitting the the car next to you and you just have to kind of like wedge your hand in between the door and the and, and the next car and just kind of dance like dance your way out of your car and yeah man that's that's how like that's that's the best way i can describe and you say like, people are actually moving to london to get more of that like why <laughs> yeah i don't know i've got no idea man but it's so congested it, like everything is squashed whereas the one takeaway i remember from my trip was how there was just space i was like oh my god space just yeah. like roads with nothing on the side of the road nothing discernible i don't know what like you know what i mean just driving for a while and like i'm looking out this was probably in like you know uh pennsylvania or whatever i'm looking out out the window and there's just nothing it's just an expanse and i'm thinking that's just that is just unheard of now, is that just exclusive <laughs> to London or you can't like, I know you're on an island, but like you can't like yeah. drive around that thing and get lost somewhere? <laughs> like, in, yeah, I'd, you know what? It, it, it's not exclusive to London, no. I mean, I'm, I, there are, you can go out and you get a little bit more space, but what you get are basically pockets of like towns um and farms so london is basically just surrounded by farms and towns right. and there's there's there, nothing is not being used you won't find space that isn't being utilized it's either being used to grow crops and agriculture and whatnot or it's a it's a town and the towns are still they're still congested even though there's fewer people gotcha you know what i mean so yeah um but london is especially bad for driving it's just I mean, you probably get the same in if you were in Manhattan, I suppose. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, um, if you uh, and it, well, sometimes it actually can depend. Like we went to uh, Cleveland, which is okay. I don't know if Cleveland is uh, Middle America, and it used it was going through like an economic recession. And uh, one of the things I remember being shocked by was the fact that mm. they had so much space. Like there was a fucking half a block of parking on like every block. <laughs> Like right. there was just free yeah. parking that was empty. And I'm like, how is this a major city? And it's That's so incredible. open. But I guess when you're building a city and you got space to expand into again, like yeah. New York's on an Island, right? So like you, mm. space is limited. So everything's mm. got to be maximized where if you're building at the top of America, you got fucking miles to go. You can just keep expanding yeah. if you need to, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. Um, but yeah, New York can be very clutch. But people love that. They love that vibe. It, like, energizes them. That, um, you know, they say the <laughs> yeah. city never sleeps or that buzz, uh, which yeah. I don't get. I'm like, man, fuck that. I'd rather be chill. <laughs> I'd rather just be sleeping. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, you know, it's all, it's like a spectrum, isn't it? Like, because you, I suppose if you're out in the woods for too long, you just... Be like, oh, I need I need a bit of stimulation here. 
but then if you or you start you making know. bombs man thinking about shit you want to blow up <laughs> you know, that's... yes yeah i feel like the weirdest people do come from the people with the most the the areas where people have the most time yeah i that... think to think yeah yeah, yeah man so so yeah what yeah. what happened Go. after uh apple how'd you uh, what was uh, the next did you use them as a reference <laughs> yeah yo my god and that was that was annoying so everyone was over the moon uh, this is I'm, t- I'm talking about the retail sector so there's not much really going on there um in terms of competition but i mean apple was like the benchmark of <clears throat> it was like i was you know getting an accountancy job at a local accountant and i've just been transferred from kpmg it was that kind of thing Gotcha. Sorry, is that, I don't know if you know KPMG. Well, but I, I, I know Apple, so I use the context clues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I tried to sound like I did. Well, like, <laughs> to okay, maybe oh, be a little okay. cultured. So I'm, but yeah, I'm working, at, I'm working at an independent bank. I've just been transferred from Goldman Sachs or something like that. Yeah, know? right. So it then, was that kind of, it hmm? was that kind of thing. They just, they, they just, they, yeah. It's like that's the creme de la creme of any retail environment. So, so it you can flip that. At, it, turns into more of a stigma instead of a oh my god he has apple experience let's hire him into our lower it's more level of a, it, it's a, it's more of oh you actually you made you got the job because i i mean it's just it was unheard of for a for a for a retail shop to have such a stringent interview process it was um it was what was it it was two three interviews i think oh wow yeah it was a group interview then two interviews yeah and how much does that then, pay? Like, that's just like fucking bank, or is it like kind of middle of the road? So at the time, I have to think back because this was like eight years ago. So at the time, it was probably one and a half times the minimum wage. So it wasn't that, it wasn't crazy, but it was it was pretty decent for the time I remember. So gotcha. Considering considering you know I was I was young at the time, so yeah, man. More just um, the prestige of working for Apple because it's Apple. Yeah, there was that as well. Yeah, I'm not glad I did it because it was like it was one of those things where it was a very early lesson in the grass is just not greener. Like <laughs> you know, you uh, you walk you as a kid. I remember that's oh, that's my dream job. That's my dream job. I'd love to work there. I'd love to work there. Apple's so cool. I love their products. And then like it is just you get it, and you're like oh. <laughs> it's like oh, well this is not what i expected and then um <laughs> was yeah, it was so. it more like the the like you had said earlier the fakeness stuff or was it like the conformity to corporate culture was it just having that big you don't feel connected to people it was so it was so anti-corporate it was worse than corporate that was that's what that's what it was it was so it was so it, it was like a it was more of a um so yeah, it was a cult. It was definitely a cult. You you could sense it, <laughs> and it was. I'm I'm not even joking. Like that's that's how it was. That's that's how it felt. And the, you know, the employees. I remember a lot of them lived together. You know, they dated each other. Um, they, you know, it was like just a fucking it, breeding ground for Corona. Jesus. Yeah, man. No, you don't want to be there this time. <laughs> well, they've closed them down, now, haven't they? Yeah. But, well, I heard the ones in China are um, opening back up. Uh, like three months later they're op- they're opening what their three, apple three stores months time. their apple stores yeah. and their starbucks are starting to uh, open back up in china oh uh, are they well there you go yeah. it's, i find it funny how they've just done this whole thing and it's been like oh yeah that's old news now 
for the rest of the world it's like oh yeah the next year is going to be absolute mayhem no doubt but China have just like brushed their hands off they've been like yeah that's done yeah, it, it, um. well it goes it, it's funny because it goes to something where like in America they're having a time probably like in London where it's like can y'all just fucking listen and stay in your house quit fucking yeah. partying on beaches quit spreading yeah. this shit but you forget like dude in China if a fucking town guy didn't like you he could just come and like kill you if he wanted to or like 10 years ago if you had a second kid you were like forced to get abortions yeah so i think they're kind of just culturally used to like complying to shit which got them dealing with a virus way easier than a bunch of independent motherfuckers that are like nah man i'm I'm fine that is it that is it it's definitely it's definitely a culture of obedience right and i think that's the make or break when it comes to containing a virus (laughs) when people listen when people listen to your advice and don't go near each other that pretty much does the trick you know so so but Apple, yeah, Apple was that cult culture, and yeah, the fact definitely. that you just had to act a certain way, or you like had to accept that Apple was the god of all retail. Yeah, no. Did you get an Apple tattoo? Do you have like a half bitten Apple tattoo on your <laughs> wrist or something? Mate, tattoos would have been good. It was a um, it was a branding with a hot iron. So. <laughs> nice. Uh... <laughs> Did you at least get to pick where? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fortunately, fortunately. Um, yeah, man, it was hot. Yeah, and, and then so. when you act up, they just start, like, actually doing the iPod on fire and, like, branding your cheeks. <laughs> just, oh, mate. Do you yeah. need us to go further? We need you to meet your quota. Yeah, did you have quotas? Like, you had to have, like, $1,000 yeah, in sales Yeah, man, this is the thing. Was, this is the thing, but I mean, so anti-corporate, it was worse than corporate. You had, there were targets, right? And when asked, when you, if you, like, I remember asking the, they called them, uh, didn't have words like manager, because I suppose that would be too traditional. So they had stores like, um, store, uh, terms like store leader. So store leader was the, nice. was the manager. So um, anyway, I asked the store leader, uh, any tips on selling? Uh, and his tip was um, not to sell, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. So everybody, t- t- I, I gotta be honest with you. Everyone knows the first rule of selling is to not sell. So okay. I feel yeah. like, I feel, like if I was the manager, I'd be like, stupid question. <laughs> first rule, the first rule you, of selling is to, is not, to not sell. sell. Exactly. Exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. So it's almost like no, you you, you no, don't want to be doing these underhand things like selling. Yeah. We're here to improve people's lives. Ah. And it's like, just get out of your own this asshole. Enhancement. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, just. That's just pretentious you, as hell. Like, you're you just want to get man. their heads and just bang them together and be like, <laughs> wake up. Like, what is wrong with you? But I mean, that was it. It was like, it was so anti corporate with this undertone of you have to hit targets. Yeah, which know? is completely corporate, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that dude would have said that, and I'd been like, "Man, fuck you! You're just a manager." Not <laughs> 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 walked away. Yeah, <laughs> so, what does that do for that? So they want to build that team culture. Hey, we're gonna clap and blah blah blah. But then, if yeah. you're getting tracked by sales, doesn't that like tear y'all apart as a team? Or does it not uh, work that way? Yeah, I'm. You know, it was again. It, I, I mean, luckily, I wasn't there full time. I had other stuff to do. I was at, I was at university. Like, like, this was like a weekend thing. But it just—I remember it taking up so much energy, just because it was so full of bullshit that I was just like, you know, come on. <laughs> but yeah, it was stuff like um, 
so the, the team, in terms of teamwork, I mean, yeah, people like okay, didn't really talk something. about, they didn't talk about the targets, you know? So it was like, it was like, you, you, you get people get called into the manager's office and it'd be like, why aren't you performing? You know, and it would, it, there'd be no practical, like, you know, I've learned a lot since I've left Apple and I know, you know, how to go about someone who's not selling what, you know, if, they, if their job is to sell and they're not selling, it's not rocket science. You know, there's an art to it. Yeah, and... the art is to not sell. We established that. <laughs> yeah, I still exactly. can't believe that shit. Dude. That's fucking awesome. I'm going to use that. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, but you I mean, uh, so, so I don't know what have... I'm learning. Well, that's your problem. Exactly. The point is yeah. to not learn. <laughs> when you've got when you've got a situation where people are just not being given black and white practical information because of some like woo woo philosophies, it doesn't help anyone. Oh. So if I if I'm saying how do I sell better and my responses don't sell, that leaves me in a position of like right, that's really helpful. Whereas if someone had come to me and said, you know, you can do this, this, and this. Yeah, crack a you joke, be... make eye contact, yeah, a little man. physical yeah, contact. You, you want to be giving the customer value. You know, telling the story. Um, Whatever. Fuck uh, yeah, right? It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. So. No one, now I get it. See, that is what makes you saying that, that mystical aspect. Now I understand what you mean when you say cult. Like, mm. that fucking sounds straight up where it's like, no, 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 no. It just, when I say it out loud, it doesn't sound right test. You're failing that test. Yeah. And they're like, no, yeah. no, no, no. no. The only way to fail a test is to pass. And then there's like 400 people behind him going like, "Yes!" <laughs> All the store clerks. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Just, they all pretend to. They all pretend to understand. No doubt. Like, in their, yeah, in their white button downs. Yeah, what was the uniform like? White button downs and khakis, or could you wear? No, whatever? man. Uniform was no uniform. Uh, See, yeah, so that shit does it. work. <laughs> What's that? The only uniform is no uniform. Holy <laughs> shit! Literally, dude. you get it now. So the uniform was no uniform. You can wear what you want as long as you wore a blue t-shirt on top of it. But then they had rules. So you're not allowed to be showing your boxer shorts, for instance, and have your jeans too down low, and, and a few other rules. So it was like you know, but um. You know, all genders welcome, all piercings welcome, all tattoos welcome, all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, the hipper the better, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> but with an undertone of you, you got to hit your targets. No Otherwise, you're fired. But you won't be fired. You'll just be talked to in a very roundabout way. Yeah, right. Reprogrammed to quit. Yeah, man. Wow. So then are you like, when you're going to university, you are you said you're kind of like your own business guy. Are you retail business guy? Um, is that kind of what you're into, selling stuff? Oh, you mean what? No, I, I did engineering at university. I did um, mechanical engineering. Uh, I've I've become a business person since leaving. Okay. To be honest. So yeah, I did uh, mechanical engineering at university, and then um, I left, and there was a an oil crash in uh, 2015, and I graduated in 2000, late 2014. And um, I got a job and was made redundant in about four or five months. And um, When you say again, made, made redundant, uh, they just had a bunch of people who could do it for cheaper or like machinery now does it? They were just laying off people like there was no tomorrow. Gotcha. So, yeah, man. So then that was, again, another early lesson in uh, 
rely on yourself. For me, anyway, everyone's got their own journey. But for me, I think at the time I thought I'm, I suppose I'm fortunate to be young enough to have no responsibilities whatsoever. So I'm just gonna try and create something for myself where I don't have to rely on someone else. Right. And I'm not, I'm not in a position where I can just be laid off like that. So, so um, yeah, that took me down a route of. Um, <clears throat> well, let me ask you this before you go down that route. So, go on, student. Go on. Well, I'm thinking like student debt. So, if you just went. Is a university four years over there, or what's that? How long is that degree? <laughs> well, I mean, for I did. You. I did um, how long did I do? But yeah, the the degree is 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 three years. Um, I did. I did badly at the exams that led up to university, so I did something called a foundation year. Okay. And then I failed a year of. Aren't, aren't you glad I asked? Yes. <laughs> so I did. I did five years. So I, I did what, what what should have been three years was five years, right. just because of my own, you know, messing around. Oh yeah, dude, but that shit's normal over here. Um, so yeah. I guess what I'm thinking is like, fuck, man, I just poured five years into a degree, and now yeah. I can't. Now I'm unable to use that degree. So do you have all sorts of debt along with that? Yeah, but I don't know how. See, I don't know how debt works in America, but here it's more like a tax than a debt. So it's it's not like oh you owe us this money, pay us back immediately. It's it is after you reach a certain threshold of earnings, um, we will basically tax your earnings a certain amount. Jesus Christ, that's so much fucking smarter than what we do. Yeah, how does it work? Oh my god, dude, I don't, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> I'm interested actually because I, I don't know. So. Dude, it's the stupidest fucking system. I, I almost like I almost went down a rabbit hole one time and lost my fucking mind about it. So you borrow money to go to you. I'm just going to 20 grand. So I need 20 okay. grand a year to go to a university. So okay. my first year, every half a year, I need 10. So 10 grand, yeah. cut him a check. Interest starts running that day on that 10 grand. Bloody hell. Well, the, the day that you actually the day that you the take that ten is the yeah. day it's right. So now I got okay. ten grand. That's fourteen grand or whatever. By the time I need my next ten, so now I'm at twenty four, and now that twenty four is compounding. So then what? the next year, yeah, right. Well, here's the best part. <laughs> I don't know how credit works over there, but here, yeah. if you pay your bills and you have a good credit score, you can borrow money for less. Well, for less interest. For, for less interest, right? Okay. Yeah. The the student loan rate when I was dealing with this shit was 6.9% where I could get, a, insane, I could get man. a fucking 30 year mortgage dude for like 3.9. So <laughs> here, here, the beauty of it is who yeah. sets, who sets that interest rate? Yeah. The fucking government does dude. Congress yeah. sets the interest rate for what private and I guess government countries can charge you to better your life and make more money to pay your taxes when That's the more crazy, money you make, man. you know, we have a bracket where it gets higher to pay. You pay more in taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the whole system is, and this is what's killing people, is as soon as you stop taking classes, your payment is due. So if you're a five-year person, man, you've been fucking earning juice on interest for five years on like a hundred grand at this point. Your first payment's like $700. You can yeah. barely afford a car payment after that, let alone a mortgage or rent. Who, who lends the money? Are they banks or is yeah, it the government? Different, um, I think it can be a variety of both, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, I believe that a lot of them are federal. So I think they try to get you on both ends where they're like um, collecting the interest 
and the payments from you. And I think that's why they set it so high. Right. But I love that so idea of like, dude, like if I'm poor, yeah. let me not pay a bunch on it. And then as I start making money, just take a little bit from what I'm making, man. Cause you helped me to make more money. That's so much more common sense. <laughs> like I just I mean, fucking, I, I think that the, the downside from their point of view here is that most loans don't actually be, they're, they're not paid off in full. I don't think, because I think the repayment is so little that it just, I think they just take what they can get. Yeah. And right. I think most of what is lent over here isn't paid back. Yeah. But um, so I would argue like, wouldn't that be the point? Wouldn't you want that as a country for people to be more educated? And if you're taking mm. that loss, you're actually gaining in way more other areas. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it does make sense. Just I mean, well, money when do repayments pay. start then for Americans? I, I'm pretty sure, dude, when you're done, like if you graduate June, I think you yeah. might have a fucking payment due July. And they literally just hit you with the payment. Dude, it's a bill. Like, hey, man, you it's owe a me bill. $600. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's different. That is way different. Now, you can, can try to defer why this... it and stuff like that, but the juice just keeps building on that thing, man. You know, like I can interest. see why there's so much, yeah, I can see why there's so much discussion now because I see, like, you know, discussions in YouTube videos and podcasts and whatnot about the pitfalls of going to college for Americans and the debt. Um, and trying to relate with it over here is a little bit different because, as I said, the repayment system is a bit different. But I can see now... If it's literally like that, you know, you finish and then here's a bill. Yeah, then it's something to think about, definitely. And it's like a 40-year anchor around your neck where you're just like, yeah. Lord, help me. Yeah, man, I can't, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how, I, I don't, the appeal of going to like an Ivy League school over here where you're dropping a quarter of a million dollars, if you can't pay that shit as you go, I ain't going. Like I just fucking just from a basic numbers, there's a no quarter way quarter of a million dollars. Quarter there's of a no, million, four years. There's no cap on on fees either. Yeah, well, it depends on the school. Um, so you could like go to another college where uh, whatever, it's fucking, you can get a whole degree, dude, for like eight grand yeah. <laughs> online, you know. But now, yeah. it, it, but that's the same thing where you're talking about Apple, you know, like, so if you want to have some clout, you don't want to be some rinky dick fuck with an online certificate. You want to go yeah. to like a real school if you're trying to make yeah. real money, you know, and that's the, allure. I get you, man. That, but, that's why well, things are different, man, because here there's a, there's a nationwide cap on fees. So it's not like universities can just charge what they want. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. So the top, the top two universities here, Oxford and Cambridge, they still have the same cap as the rest of the country yeah how affordable because oxford and cambridge with my ignorant ass sound like two really good schools like i've heard everyone talk about them yeah that'd be like the ivy league of america yeah how yeah. what is that like lifestyle wise if you're trying to get in there how much is that running you um so when i started three thousand a year and then three thousand pounds three thousand pounds a year so at the time it would have been about five and a half thousand dollars a year Jesus Christ. Dude, do you realize like that, like our, we have a thing here called community college, which people call 13th grade, <laughs> which is like <laughs> after your 12th grade, you know, you're a senior in high school, you go to college. So yeah. the community colleges are meant to be affordable for working people to learn how to like weld or get a, like a okay. real basic um, paralegal degree. Right. You, I think a community college is like three grand a year, dude. Is it? And you could go to fucking yeah. London, Cambridge, and Oxford for five and a half a year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you got to be it's... a resident? Should I, like, send my daughter over there now? <laughs> the thing is, like, um, that was the cap. And then, and then they tripled it. 
So then they said, <laughs> so in, in 2000, and I think it was 11 or 12, they said, but I'd already started at this point, so I was still paying the old fee. And they said, all right, well, now we're increasing the cap to 9,000 a year. Wow. And all, all the universities jumped on it, and there were riots about it. Did they give a but, reason? No, not really. I mean, it was just, you know. Cost of paper is <laughs> going up. Yeah, I, I don't know what the reason was. To be honest, it was, it was really only benefiting. I mean, it was benefiting two people. It was benefiting the government because they were handing out loans for this stuff, and it was benefiting the universities because they were getting more money, obviously. So, but um, but the the thing, I, maybe it's different then because we're here, Oxford and Cambridge. It's, it's not even a, how much money you have doesn't really play into it. It's it's credentials. It's like your grades, and they want to see A's, A's, A's all through your life, basically. Gotcha. So it's more it's more like that. Yeah, it's a little uh, bit of both here. Um, yeah man interesting it, and is that which um did you go to one of those universities no no no, no. <laughs> i went middle of the road i was like <laughs> you took the worst and you took the best i i went straight down the middle there you go uh, best yeah. way to be and look yeah. going no. straight down the middle five years later you got to get fired man that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> all the motherfucker who went to cambridge is still on the job you're like god damn. yeah exactly <laughs> Oh dear. Oh, so good. Yeah, so um, what's, what's your business? Uh, at the moment, I'm doing uh, health and well-being. So it, it evolved quite a bit over the last few years. And I actually started with um, recruitment. And that's, this is why like, the, the thing I was talking about asking questions is, has just led me on a very, very specific path. And I think that no matter where I started, I probably would have ended up here, to be honest. And it was, um, so I was doing recruitment and I was, um, I just started my own recruitment business and it was getting, it was, it was a general recruitment and I just thought, okay, uh, let me just wing it and see what I can do here. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, yeah. And I just thought, okay, so I'm just going to target companies, just companies who are looking for kind of generalized staff and let, let me just put a bit of a twist on it. And I thought, okay, so since we're talking quite a general spectrum of, of skills here, I'm going to, um, yeah, because the I, I targeted companies where the entry requirements weren't high in terms of qualifications, but it was more to do with personality and kind of like soft skills, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, so I thought, okay, so how about a company where I take people and I analyze them for their soft skills using like scientific neuroscience methods oh. and then, yeah, and come up with a system and then... This is, that's a much more accurate way of doing it than just words on a CV. No doubt, you're like a personality tester. Yeah, exactly. But it was more. It was yeah. It, I I went beyond that. So I did a course in um, with this neuroscience company, who were mixing science with um, chemical think, engineering. Did you? did you make mutants? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all running around now. Yeah, of me. Did, yeah. Didn't Doctor X go to Cambridge or Oxford? Doctor, yeah, man, probably. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> nah. But, um, yeah, so. No, what was yeah, the, Sorry, was, man, I interrupted you. The company was nah, mixing it's cool, what? No, it's cool, it's cool. No, it's cool. It's because it, it, I, I went into an industry which was kind of like so mundane and computer says no and buy the book and just no imagination at all that I thought it was a real breath of fresh air and everyone I spoke to were just like, what is this? Where have you come from, kind of thing? And um, so I, I, I did a, a partnership with, with, with a, a company 
who they, they had a team of neuroscientists and they came up with these assessments on very specific questions which would pinpoint the most active parts of your brain and kind of kind of tell you exactly where you're most comfortable in terms of activities, right? So if you're more of a leader type, if you're more of a creative type, um, if you're more kind of better with people, um, better at analytical thinking. Right. And I took all that and, um, yeah, and the other thing was uh, it also took into account emotions as well. So like your level of um, anger and you know how how easily emotionally excitable you were is this and, actually uh, like bioscience where people are like hooked up with wires on them or it's just like a questionnaire no, this is all this is this is a verbal these, these are oh, okay. verbal questionnaires gotcha, gotcha, yeah gotcha, these gotcha. are verbal. but they did it it's in a way where it's adjective so it's you you identify with certain adjectives yeah or and then you stop the trend or whatever based on history yeah. or based on research gotcha yeah and, and that you everyone has a personalized uh, brain map and th this is how it worked. It was really interesting. I did this. Uh, they're they're an un, they're one of those companies that are unheard of, but they work kind of beneath under the radar a little bit. Right. Um, and they do quite really interesting stuff. Anyway, so that was that. And um, eventually, anyway, <laughs> that it, was, it was that. Working. What do you mean? That was that. Oh, that was. I was that like, was... you just can't end it there, man. Like, what happened? You get all these people, you know all about <laughs> no, their brains, no, no, and you're no, like, I mean, oh, that was that me. in terms of the uh, what was it? The company, right? They said gotcha. Yeah. But eventually it became, and it worked well, right? So it was like companies were a bit taken aback. The ones that I approached, and I said, listen, I've got the system. Like people I will offer you in terms of, you know, potential candidates that will be very well suited to your roles. I can probably guarantee that. And um, it works because of this. And it, it had a high um, success rate. But it became a situation where it was like, almost like I was living a dystopian future whereby it was like this person is programmed for that off they go here oh shit this like the giver yeah. do, you know, do you know what I mean yeah, you yeah. Put, it's, it's almost like you put someone in a machine and you send them off to their um, their workplace yeah their and, factory no doubt yeah exactly and, it, and, I, I, and, and as I was exploring the brain and I really like it got me fascinated about how the human brain works and how it came to be like that and you know the, the different parts of our brain and how they evolved and as i explored the brain deeper and deeper it just became blatantly apparent to me that the concept of having a job is just not a human concept it just doesn't exist like people are made to be dynamic right in by nature and to do multiple things and to do something repetitively over and over again oh dude the fucking and, monotony yeah Jesus. yeah <laughs> no, you're right it's just not it's not natural i mean it's, we're in this you know the west is in a, in a in a situation where it's necessary for survival you know economic economic uh, prosperity um to be in a situation where you're doing these things to get the money to to live and whatnot but in terms of actual evolution and what it does to your physiology your mental health and your physical health it's just not it's not really a compatible situation so I kind of, it became a situation where I was like, I was doing this, but I just wasn't convinced at all. And it was like, I, I just, I lost interest and it just wasn't sustainable for me anymore. So, um, 
so I, I switched to precisely um, precisely that, which was how to live a life in an environment um, such as why well, you know I took London as a base because it's a city, it's in the Western civilization, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How to not be in like a complete outcast, a complete outlaw. How to live a socially, economically viable life, but also keep in touch with your physiological evolution and, and how to be as happy and as healthy intrinsically as possible and that's kind of where i am and that's what i do so it's like you're personal. solving it's fun. you're like you're basically trying to help people solve first world problems which is a yeah. huge thing dude right like i mean yeah. some people are like man i gotta get clean water i gotta avoid a lion and like that shit's mm. dangerous and you don't want to live your daily like that. But then when you mm. do become sedentary, man, the, the monotony can lead to addiction, can lead yeah, to man. unhealthy lifestyle. I mean, all sorts of health problems. And it's, yep. that's, that's, I don't know. I, that's definitely needed because they're, yeah, that is man. a thing. First world problems are a thing. They are, man. Definitely. Definitely. The more, I mean, the more money you, well, I wouldn't say the more money, but money in itself is not intrinsically valuable to a human being. Money, money will buy you comfort. It will buy you convenience. It will buy you pleasure. Um, all of which will damage you. Because if you it, like the 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 if you take monetary value to its extreme, you'll be in a situation. I'm sure this will happen in you know. A few hundred years, you won't have to move a muscle. Um, you you won't have to move because you can literally sit down and have everything come to you. You could probably have your food delivered to you. If you wanted to get somewhere, teleportation will probably come into existence at one point. Do you know what I mean? And it would just be like be like the everything. Everything will be so convenient and so instant and so you know pleasure. Play, like hacking hacking the pleasure circuits in the brain with things like you know, drugs and porn and, and, and stuff like that. And when you can do all of that, and that's that's what monetary value is, it's it's the extent of which you can access things that make you comfortable, right? And when you take that to the extreme, you're left with a very, very badly functioning human being um, as it stands, as our evolution stands at the current moment. So it's kind of like money and intrinsic human value are at complete odds with each other. Um, the more money you spend on stuff, probably the less healthy you're going to be because the money you're spending stuff on is going to make you more lazy. So it's a bit like that. <laughs> unless, unless you buy a bunch of uh, athleisure clothes so you can go do yoga at eight, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> surf exactly. at nine. Go run I mean, a marathon, you know, jog your twelve miles, yeah, then you take your cycle true, class. Even then... that, you know, even that. I mean, the like, just the amount of overwhelming research that shows that the best shoes to wear are no shoes at all. Dude, yeah. I'm. I'll fucking tell you, my life changed when I started jogging on the beach in just bare feet. Yeah, there like, you go. dude, it it's serious. Like, you feel muscles where you're like, gee, there were muscles there. Like your, exactly. your toe knuckles get sore, and you're like, what is that? It's incredible, isn't it? It yeah. is absolutely incredible. Yeah. yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't learn to walk until I was in my mid twenties, and then I was like, "Oh, this is actually walking." <laughs> you take, you take, yeah, you take your shoes off, and you realize what walking is because 
you, you, as you say, you know, you start activating muscles in your entire leg and your feet, and you're like, oh my god, yeah. what is this? Well, dude, you feel and, your the bottom of your foot compared to like a dog's paw, mm. and and you're like, why is the bottom of my foot, the thing that is on the ground all the time, the most tender, softest part of my skin? Yeah, I don't know if yeah. it's meant to be. I don't think it. Nah. Maybe it should be a little more calloused. You know, like you should be connected <sighs> like that, and maybe you would care more about the earth. If you were connected and feeling man. it, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, there, I think there's something to that, dude. I could, I yeah, completely man. understand that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's where I am at the moment, to be honest. And um, yeah, I feel at, I feel in my current state at ease. I feel comfortable. I feel in alignment, if that makes sense. Whereas you know, with my first business, it wasn't, it wasn't so. Well, you were a pimp. <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's. I remember describing it like that to people, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and I just didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Like you roll up in the Apple Store three weeks later, like, "Bitch, where's my money? Got you this job." <laughs> <laughs> you snatch the iPhone, walk out, you know, like put it on that yeah. motherfucker's tab. <laughs> oh dear. No, but yeah, yeah, I mean that's. I I like the word you use, the dystopian, because you, I I could completely see that at first you're thinking oh man i'm helping people by getting them a job but then they're getting this job to get this money but then i'm limiting mm. them and i'm pigeonholing them and maybe mm. if they weren't pigeonholed they would feel better about themselves because they would be struggling productively that they would mm. have to be creative you know they'd have to rely on themselves versus oh great i'm good at this let me go there and do this yeah man. you know i could yeah, see that yeah i could see that for someone who's like aware of um bothering them Mm. yeah i mean that's yeah that's the thing you know um it's it's also it's 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 like a honestly a brainwashing but it's like you're programmed into that kind of way of thinking you know you've got to be good at something yeah and and you get good at something good you do that just do it continuously right. until you're just great at it and then when you're really good at it just keep on doing it and then die and just charge more <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just charge more. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, wonderful. Be good at stuff, but don't limit. Well, once once you once you once you blindside everything else and you just focus on one thing, you're just you're you're ignoring an entire range of of possibilities of of you know exercising other parts of your brain, you know, moving your body in in different ways. And yeah, so you just become a product of the one thing you do. Which is actually very apparent if you look at. I always found this interesting about the Olympics. If you look at the physiques of the Olympics, they are a physical representation of the thing they do repetitively, just for repetitively. fucking years. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. they all do look the same. Like very rarely do you see like a chubby sprinter, and you're like, whoa, that motherfucker can roll. <laughs> you know, like exactly. they're they're all the exact same. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Every sport yeah. has their exact same kind of person. Yeah, yeah, and that's what happens. Whereas an all-rounder, if that exists, I don't know, a decathlete, you know, or something, um, you've got a very different physique, and it's more of a functional, yeah, I'm strong, but I can also, I can manage long distances if yeah, I need right. to, and I can I can jump relatively high, and I've got good, you know, all of these different things, is like dexterity, I think, is so important, and when you just do one thing at the expense of everything else. Well, it's also fun to say. What's that? Dexterity. 
Yeah, man. I just try to <laughs> try to get that into at least two conversations a week. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. you are quite dexterous. And then they're like, "Oh wow, <laughs> you must have gone to Cambridge." Uh, I think it's a compliment. No, yeah, dude, no, I think I think you're right because you don't you don't want to limit yourself and you don't want to be like a, a one trick pony type thing. But when you're saying that, it almost it made me think. So I'm a teacher, and you look at kids, and kids early on crave that identity, and that identity mm. is typically attached to them doing something well. No mm. kid, no kid's gonna keep doing stuff they suck at and be like, "Yeah, I'm the kid who sucks at spelling, so I love spelling." And you can't spell yeah. it. You know, I'm horrible at basketball. I'm a baller. Like that did because mm. they'll get mocked. You know, and I wonder if somehow. Or I wonder why a lot of people don't break out of that and do the thing where like, fuck it, man, I'm taking tango lessons at 50 just because I don't yeah. know how to dance. Well, you, you know, you there know? Are, there is obviously natural talent and, you know, there is people are better at some things than others. And um, that's that's part that's definitely part of nature. Um, and I think it has, you know, like a lot of, you know, astrology, the star signs, the signs of the zodiac and whatnot. Yeah, the cancer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff. people yeah. say, you know, if you're born at different times of the year, you have different personalities. La, 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 la. And a lot of people kind of dismiss it as like, you know, whatever. It's just a bit of like people just some, you know, mystic makes keeping themselves busy. But I think they probably, I don't, I, I, I've looked into it scientifically and I can't find any real research on the effect of when you were born and your brain structure and if there's been any mass research into the time of month or the, or the time of year that you were born and how your brain presents itself in terms of tasks because from an evolutionary point of view it would make sense that different people are better at different things but the issue with having a, a lot of the time pe people like as you say kids have different talents and that's cool i was you know i was good at maths and whatnot and i wasn't good at art for instance and there would be other kids who were hated maths and they were good at art, et cetera, et cetera. And that's great. But I think a lot of the times with, with jobs, it really does limit you because it, 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 things become repetitive. And you, although people have natural talents, I think it's, it's definitely important to be exercising the parts of your brain to give you, you know, because if you put it in a more let's say, um, survival standpoint, you're going to, just to eat, you have to think of a lot of things, you know, you have to be, you have to be aware, you have to be vigilant, you have to be good at problem solving, um, you have to be physically capable, and some people might be better at other things, at different things, so you can all work together as a team, but you all need to have a certain basic um, capability, a level of, of competence for each task if that makes sense yeah to eat, do you know what successful. I mean so absolutely definitely excel at one thing but be competent at the others and you can only do that by exercising those muscles I think right yeah uh, yeah I was just wondering I never really thought about it before but I'm just wondering like and it might start when you're a kid, like, oh, if I'm good at this, people know me as this, especially mm. if you never have to like move around and like yeah. re, re almost like rebrand or re, re, um, shit. I don't even know how to say it. Basically show people who you are or remake yourself. If mm. you stay local and people know you as the blank, 
Hmm. What's your incentive to not be the blank if you're happy as being known as the blank? 100%, man. So then you just accept that shit in your job too, right? It's like, no, dude, I'm the best factory worker here. or I'm the one who gets these sales or this is my section and I know how to this. And then it's like you're fucking 65 or 70 and you're getting clapped at as you walk out. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And it's like, wait, what just just happened? Yeah, yeah. 100%, yeah, you could see. Yeah, I don't think people were meant to just be. I, I, societies were probably meant to be sedentary because it definitely has um extended life. Um, it's Mm. definitely you want that community, you want that tribal aspect, but I don't Mm. think people were meant to be sedentary. Not definitely in in any way, thinking jobs, you know. So it's um, it causes illness and death, like mental, like mental being mentally sedentary causes death of neurons. And, uh, you know, physically causes obesity and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, right. So then do you like, um, what are you, how are you like telling people about this stuff? Are you going out and um, like you just start talking in the middle of a park? You got no. like an office space somewhere? <laughs> no, it's like, you know, like clients, like consultations, basically. Oh. You know, like it's almost like a personal trainer, but, but going beyond just fitness. Okay. Yeah, so it's more like the thing is I have there's three variables that I focus on um, because I know you know it's not a world where everyone is just in the same position to do everything. Wait, I just got to ask: Are you going to charge me for this? Or, <laughs> yeah, like, we'll talk about that. Are you going to send me the PayPal link? You'll be like, "Hey, man, great talking to you. One hundred fifty dollars expected." <laughs> oh man, this is the free consultation. It's all good, man. Sweet. So, Nah, I'm joking. But it's um, yeah. So you know, not every it's, you can't have a one size fits all anything, especially when it comes to fitness. And a lot of people do. You know, they have this fitness plan and just sell it to everybody because everybody can do it. And that's right, not like really no how carbs, it works. all meat, whatever yeah, keto, just I mean, fats. Yeah, exactly. I mean, everyone. You know, people are in different situations. So the three variables I focus on are um, so what's your budget? Um, you know, because everyone has a different income and they might not have money to spend on because unfortunately the food that has the less done to it is the most expensive shit ain't that the or, truth yeah man and you see organic an, an organic a, a basket of organic fruit and vegetables is i don't know how many times more expensive than a tin of processed pureed peas yeah. or i don't know what the fuck yeah even peaches you know I mean? dude like canned peach juice people drink that shit out of the can i'm like Dude, that cannot be healthy. I've never seen a peach <laughs> just fucking swimming in its juice. Never. Like, not once. Literally, yeah. So, like, yes. but why does that cost? Because you think about it. The can, the wrapping, yeah. the labor, the shipping, the fruit itself. Like, there's 48 different steps involved in that peach compared to uh-huh. a fresh peach. And, and yet, And yet that thing is a fourth of the price? Oh, it's incredible, isn't it? That can't I mean, be right. right. I know. That I know. can't be right. It's abs- absolutely incredible. Yeah. So there's that. That's number one. Um, number two is where are you located? You know, are you in a developing country and you can't even get fresh water? Not that these are usual clients, but I'm just saying this is one aspect of what could be going yeah. on in your life. Or are you in a position where you've got you're in the middle of a city, things are accessible. Or are you out in the woods? Have you got things growing near you? Do you have wild game you can actually hunt? You know what I mean? So, um, 
We're still connected? No, no, yeah, man, we're here. I'm sorry. I was just trying yeah, to, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, every yeah. once in a while I'll interrupt you and screw up your train of thought. So no, I was, no, no, I was no, trying no, to be no, a little more uh, disciplined with my commenting. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. And um, yeah, I mean, and the third one is uh, is a mixture of a kind of addiction willpower type thing. Oh. So, yeah, because, you know, there are so many things that are, cause addictive patterns in the brain that people don't even consider don't you think um, dude ev- the more i hear about addiction the more i'm like i think we're fucking meant to be addicted <laughs> it's just like <laughs> we choose to be addicted to the wrong shit like everything's yeah. a fucking addiction like you can exercise too much you can gamble too much you can smoke too much you can eat too much you can be addicted uh, to losing weight you can be addicted to making money and it's like maybe yeah. people are just fucking meant to be addicted and we got to make sure we get addicted to the right shit yeah, pretty much. You're all right, I think. Because there's, you know, the the pleasure circuit is quite complicated, but it is very much suited to survival in the wilderness. Like, you know, you're going to get a lot of pleasure when you have something sweet because that contains energy. Right. Now, if you then start manufacturing artificial sweetness and overload that, that circuit, like, what's going to happen? You're going to create a pathway which which gets activated every time you have something super sweet that you can't find in nature. Like the sweetest thing you could have in, in a natural environment is a banana or something. And even a banana is a product of farming. So sweetness is probably number one, to be honest, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That sugar addiction because yeah. motherfuckers will chug some soda. And I'm like, yeah. I, I don't like, I don't get, they're just like, I crave it. I crave it. Yeah. Yeah, man. And you notice it when you stop it. Like that's what that you you really notice your addiction when you quit it and um and then then you realize oh okay Dude, I started, been through it yeah I uh-huh. started drinking black coffee and I've realized yeah. like and I I didn't realize how much sugar I was putting in until I didn't have to buy sugar <laughs> and then you're like <laughs> dude this fucking pound of sugar's lasting me like six months what is this about you know and you used to go through it like crazy because it's like two three scoops whatever yeah. and you add that up man and it's like. Yo, you're not supposed to be having that much just sugar in a drink on top of all the sugar you're getting everywhere else, dude. Yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah. But that's, yeah, I mean, it's stuff like that. It's simple things that people are born into. They don't question it because why would you, you know? It's, yeah, it's part of everyday normal life. Right. And it just causes addictive pathways. And for, for young men, I mean, or men in general, nowadays, uh, one of the, actually, probably even worse than sugar is, is pornography. Oh, yeah. And when you, when you look into the science of what it does to a brain, um it's insane absolutely insane so i teach and um i'm in middle school so that's uh sixth seventh eighth grade which is 11 to 14 years old yeah the scariest fucking thing i can think of is an 11 year old having a phone alone in their bed with the internet access yeah and no blockers like i couldn't imagine I didn't have a phone. I didn't have internet when I was 11. I'm that old. (laughs) But like if I'd have been able to be in my room and do nothing and just Mm. be on that phone and do everything. You would, wouldn't you? you I I can't imagine what that does to your brain. It's commonplace, man. Yeah. And it just, it fucks your brain so badly. It's just, words don't do it justice, but there is a, a a talk that I recommend everyone watches. Is it called a TED talk? It's a TED talk, you know. It's called a TED talk. Um, <laughs> it's called it's called the uh, Great Porn Experiment, and if you watch that, it's a neuroscientist, and he takes you through 
the effects of pornography on your brain and he talks about how hard it was to even get a control group of people who weren't watching it to even create this study um and they had to actually create a group of people who quit i was gonna Um, say it sounds like some fucking weird scientist basically made way more porn addicted young men (laughs) 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 he was was going around grabbing all the porn virgins being like hey man Uh, are you a porn virgin great let me show you something come here (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna change your life son yeah man. <laughs> no, it would um yeah, just yeah. You, you you watch it and you see like um yeah. It just it just hijacks your brain. It just hijacks it because it because obviously, you know, sex is such a fundamental biological um most people function. Dude, most people you know? would say your main purpose, what's one of the main purposes of any organism is to reproduce. Yeah. So exactly. In, so you got you got to survive, and you got re- yeah, yeah. So you got to survive. You got to reproduce, um, and because and because of that, it, it, it affects. It, it takes up a big part of your brain, and when you hijack those circuits, and when you trick your brain into 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 receiving massive amounts of reward for something you're not actually getting, because you you're not getting anything. You're looking at a screen. Um, it, it creates all sorts of issues with all sorts of different functions of your brain um and yeah it was as in like limits your ability to like get new information in different parts of the brain or yeah yeah it affects mood uh, memory sleep it will affect your because it affects your serotonin it affects um yeah it, it probably is the cause like not even a contributing factor, but the probably the cause of a lot of mental health problems like anxiety and depression for lots and lots of people. And there are lots of testimonies of people, um, you know, quitting and having a massive increase in social anxiety, gone, depression, gone, uh, stuff like this. Um, it, will, it will completely fuck up your interactions with women in real life. Um, just because because yeah, that shit ain't real like dude your step no. your stepmother's not trying to sleep with you bro exactly like, going yeah, into her room, dude. <laughs> like the four fucking gr- when do you ever see like four pizza delivery girls hop on your doorstep be okay with you not having money <laughs> and say hey you can pay me with what's in your pants exactly like no dude exactly. and imagine if you were 11 yeah. and that was shaping your perception of reality yeah, man. No, I'm not even. I'm not even referring to socially. Although you're absolutely right. Even like from a social standpoint, you have scenarios that are just stupid. Like, oh, someone's head stuck in a washing machine. I know what to do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, I just I, I grab them. That's what you do. <laughs> exactly. Obviously, it's consent. Obviously. That's what that means. <laughs> no, I'm not even talking about that. I'm 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 talking about um, I'm talking about like even biologically, like so. You, so i i know that hormones so hormones are definitely affected and i know that biologically you have a natural uh, so like there's natural processes that take part in your brain when you're talking to the opposite sex and when you are engaging in activity like watching porn especially like high-speed internet porn um that takes that interaction and just fucks it up it just it messes up all the signals that when it actually comes to you're meeting a woman in real life, like things just don't work properly. Like the like there is a natural progression of, of brain activity that should happen in that situation oh, that shit. will guide you towards 
you know, eventually maybe, you know, yeah, reproducing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Dude, that's such much. a good point because like how yeah. often on those little like setup stories, you're like 15 seconds in and then all of a sudden they're all over each other. So like yeah. you go to a bar and you're like, Hey, you want a drink? Sure. Oh, great. Let's go to the bathroom. You're like, stop touching me in this stall you're like no dude that that's that's how you get charged man like don't fucking don't fucking do it life's not a porn yeah exactly yeah that's That's man that's a yeah that's that is not i didn't even think about that but yeah porn addiction jesus that's another thing where people that's a main i would say number one for for any especially men because they're the main consumers um but yeah, number one. Number two, sugar. You've obviously got recreational drugs, but I mean, everyone knows about those. And it's not it's not rocket science when someone's, you know, completely fucked up their life because they're addicted to heroin. You know that that's obviously been a major part. Uh, but the, the, it's the hidden ones that are worth identifying and, and addressing sometimes, I think. Yeah, I didn't even think about the mental disease um, mm. or the mental, um, I don't know if... Uh, if it's politically correct to call it a, a disease, but mm. you're right. Those internal things that you can't see that are being mm. affected. Um, and if yeah. that is that, like that's the silent killer stuff. That's when people climb up on roofs and shoot people or they become, you know, mm. disinterested in society and go down yeah. evil paths. And that's not a good thing. No, man. Yeah. No, it's true, man. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's almost like the more you dive, the more you stray from your evolutionary makeup, you know, the more issues you're going to have. That's pretty much, that's pretty much it. I mean, if you live a life that's as close as possible to the life in which your body evolved, then you're going to be the happiest and you're going to be the healthiest. The more you stray away from that, the more issues you're going to have. And technology doesn't really always help. Yeah, no doubt. I'm I'm just thinking like if you tried to turn a dog into a cow, it wouldn't fucking work, mm. right? Like if you yeah. asked a dog to do what cows do, you'd be severely upset with the dog's production of whatever it is. <laughs> severely <cows>. upset. <laughs> right? And and I'm at the same time, very disappointed in you. No doubt, right? And then the dog would feel like shit. But at the same time, like the dog would feel like shit. The dog would be like, wait, why can't I run and jump? And why can't I cuddle? Why am I sleeping out here mm. and just eating grass all day? Like this, exactly. this isn't right. And if you take that with people, like people are meant to do people things. There are some mm. people things that you're not meant to do. So if you're trying to do them, man, that can't be right. Mm. And you're not yeah. meant to lay around all day. You're not meant to sit in front of a fucking screen. It's part actually why I like podcasts so much, man. I'll like work out the podcast or you go for walks with podcasts or like if you're on it, it gets you moving. It's not like TV 100%. where you're sitting there attached to something, having to watch it. Yeah, they're definitely the up and coming because you can do all sorts of stuff while you're uh, listening. So. Yeah, um, but I, I think so. That sedentary lifestyle is a killer and the, the creature comforts of prosperity. And most people want to, the fact that most people work to not work is interesting yeah. because it's one of the more unhealthy things to do. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Dude, that's neat. And it, how long are you into this or how far into this uh, business are you, man? Just getting started? Uh, a, a year just a, just just under a year and how's it being yeah. received over there yeah man good um i'm trying to i mean you know as with everyone nowadays uh as an entrepreneur you might say i'm trying to build an audience as well so that's like my number it's 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 50 50 between building an audience and 
like providing one-on-one help to people and um so yeah so a lot of my attention is focused on that so instagram uh, haven't started youtube yet but i will do soon gotcha. uh, and yeah, culturally man. um like i know over here at least in delaware yeah. it's a big thing um understanding mental health and being considerate of it, being considerate of where people are coming from, being considerate of their experiences and putting them in a good place mentally and not, you know, getting away from things like man up or, you know, tough it up, boys don't cry, like getting yeah. rid of that kind of stuff. Mm. How is that mental health culture received over there in London? It's, um, it's about the same. So I would say there's like, um, you know, these, that, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation. But the, these um, these messages stem from certain political agendas. I would, in my personal opinion, that kind of they're universally distributed around the Western world. And I don't see it as a real coincidence that you know I don't know how many thousands of miles away you are, but you're receiving the same messages from the media as we are over here. Um, toxic masculinity, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm not saying anything is right or wrong um but i think it can be taken too far and i think in the case of masculinity you know you can't avoid hormones back in the day there were pretty defining genders male and female and they were determined by hormones and nowadays yeah hormones are much more fluctuated across the board so at birth you can be a very feminine boy, you can be a very masculine girl. And, um, you know, that has the um, effects that it has on how you are as a person, how your brain works. And no one should be discriminated against. But if you want to be a male with male hormones, do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Don't feel like... <laughs> no, it's it's something that just becoming aware of it, um, and mm. it's such a small percent of the population overall, man. You know, like to get that upset that whatever a hundred, a thousand people want to be what they feel is right for them, in mm. like in our country, three hundred and thirty million people. You really give a fuck about four people per state, kind of a thing. Yeah. Like, why does that bother you? Why are you so yeah. anti that? Like, let them be. You don't, you're not going over to their house, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. you know, like, it's okay to embrace them because you're, your bias is most likely without interaction. Mm. And it, yeah, it, I, I never understood that, that people get so upset um, by that thought. Where like back in the day, you know, like in certain cultures, man, you're just like getting killed or you're fearful of being abused for having those mm. feelings, you know, for being what you are. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I'm not, no one should be, uh, I believe that if you're born a certain way, you know, you can't help it. You shouldn't be discriminated against for it, of course. Absolutely. But don't impose like everyone should be like this or everybody should be like that. Just accept people are how they are. Right. And that's that's it. Yeah, that's interesting. So you think yeah. the media message between America and London is pretty uh, synced up, huh? Yeah, hundred percent, one hundred percent. Really? Yep. In what ways? Yeah. Uh, just in terms of overall themes. So I'm sure you had a transgender movement in 2018, 2019. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, was that a coincidence? I don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's huh. like. So yeah. That's I've never thought about. Well, because I never thought about because I've never 
I don't think I've spoken to anybody in London in maybe 30 years. <laughs> it's not, it's not, 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 none of this stuff is organic. I mean, anyway, that's a whole different conversation. That's my skepticism in, gotcha. in how things are run, but yeah, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in coincidence and that kind of stuff. You're a man of science. <laughs> yeah, yeah all right um yeah. well safe um that was an hour and a half man and i am yeah i'm surprised that an hour and a half can go by that quick dude good grief yeah it did go quick actually the sun just set as i was talking to you so uh, oh, no there you go. did you shed yeah, a tear yeah. you know it's okay if you shed a tear <laughs> <laughs> no judgment no judgment yeah man i'm giving you a virtual hug yeah you too man Dude, well, thank you so much, man, for uh, coming on. I appreciate you giving yeah, me the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. And, thank um, you for having me. Good luck with that business, dude. I hope, uh, I hope it. I, it's something people definitely need. They need to be in a good place because society and communities are better when people are feeling good about themselves. You know, that's just yeah. basic logic. Uh, that's that's the aim. That is the aim. So uh, yeah, just trying to bring value to people. To be honest. Yeah, no doubt. But yeah, so. Um, I hope to chat to you again, man. I didn't get to chat, talk to talk about you or uh, what, you, what you're up to, but um, yeah, um, I don't yeah. know. I feel like this. I feel like if I tell people, at least on the podcast side, my story every time I hear their story, it's just gonna be yeah. a fucking bunch of people skipping over my story because it'll be in every <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know if that'll be like a um, un, unintended consequence. Like I don't know if I'll tell like the same anecdotes or even if I'll crack the same jokes like yeah. throughout. But I'm gonna kind of try to avoid talking about me just because it's about getting to know you not getting to know me yeah i get you man i get you and then plus gonna, plus if i have no guests then i can just tell some bullshit story of my own and fill time <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna listen to your previous episode actually because i think you, you talked about yourself in that one didn't you so yeah cool yeah. man yeah appreciate the download man and uh again awesome. dude thanks for your time it was nice getting to know no you no problem man no problem all right, all right yeah and i'll talk to you and i've not Cheers. become I'd like to thank Safe for taking the time to share his story from across the pond and for letting all of us to get to know him a little better. I'd also like to thank today's sponsor, Pillows. Go and fluff that fucker up. <laughs> I don't know why I find that cute. Uh, clever, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> uh, follow us, find us, getting to know you pod. We'd appreciate it. Later.